Parker. And I'm Eleanor Parker. And you're listening to the Bygones Podcast, the Annie McBeal rewatch podcast where we discuss an episode through 2018 eyes. So, yeah. series one, episode one, proper. Proper, episode proper. one. Well, as in... See, I called it episode two on my notes, so this it's is going to get confusing. It's not, like, in the official, um, you know, uh, catalogue of... It's episode, it's one, episode yeah, one, yeah. Okay, but the first it, one was a pilot. It's called Compromising Positions, and it yep. first aired 15th of September, 1997. So, for my notes, we first find Ali in bed, being woken up by a call from Richard. Yeah, I like her room. That's the first thing I wrote. Oh, really? <laughs> Like What's nice... going on in our room? I don't think well, I noticed. The decor, like the it's decor. quite calm. I just remember being as a teenager being like, oh, that's what a grown-up bedroom that's looks like. That's kind of room I want. Yeah, yeah. You know. okay, fair enough. But yeah, basically, she, yeah, she gets a phone call at, what's the time did you clock the time? <sighs> it's the morning. Yeah, it's early. early yeah. Um, and I was just like, Ugh, if that's what a grown-up bedroom's like. I do not enjoy what growing up working is like. Called into work at like ridiculous. Crack of dawn, yeah. And it's all because of John Cage. John Cage. This is what we hear now. He has an arraignment at nine a.m. because he's been caught with a hooker. Well, yes. And first of all, uh, John Cage. You may not remember because we didn't meet him in the first episode. He is Richard Fisher's partner in Cage and Fish mm. and the this cage is of cage and yeah fish. The, the the cage of Cage and Fish yeah Richard wants her to represent Cage for soliciting a sex worker and this is where my first <coughs> comes in oh wow right yeah off the back. yeah right off the back because throughout this episode everyone and it's one of those things where it's like I almost feel like we should have like a separate category for the objections we've called I know this is the 90s but I know (laughs) this is the 90s but everyone keeps referring to this person as a prostitute or a hooker Mm. or you know and I just did it and yeah and it and it's and it's considered to be in 2018 dehumanizing language and the proper term is sex worker and sex work you're very right I wrote down hooker because that is what people that's what they were saying yeah it's said without a blink yeah I should have picked myself up on that yeah 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 so that was I, I actually have two objections this week no, that's um, a very valid and, and that is my first objection is stop calling her a hooker and a prostitute. Very good. It's uh, dehumanising and it's not on. I did not even get up <laughs> and I'm appalled at myself. So I think, you know, so so straight away she gets to work and she's like, I've got something to do before 9am. Um, yes, yes. And then also at the same time, Richard asked her to come to a dinner meeting to land a new client called Ronald Cheney. Oh, uh, yes. So she's got Cheney. quite a lot on the old agenda today. Yes. It's um, all very early in the morning. I mean, I can barely keep my eyes open at that time in the morning, so she's doing well, as yes. far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Elaine has found out that the judge overseeing John's case is Judge Boyle. Yes. Which apparently is good, because it's everyone, Billy, yeah, Billy knows him. Yeah, immediately everyone's like, Billy, Billy, Billy. And it turns out that... And her head is growing. Yes, yeah, Elaine's head is growing. And it turns out that uh, Billy kind of knows Boyle. And I kind of felt this was interesting because it, it's basically alluding to that idea of an old boys network. Yes. Like, if you get the right judge that 
so and so has been out to dinner with or blah 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 yeah, like they've, then they've been you know well we'll learn how we we well, we'll yeah come to that yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. but it is very much indicative with Billy and Boyle. yeah of that old boys network yeah. so in action so yeah uh, and yeah, imagines Elaine's head getting bigger as Elaine's explaining that Billy knows Boyle. She's and, just trying uh, to give her useful yeah. information. And and Ali's inner monologue is here. She goes again, me, 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 and it's like this is really unfair. Yeah. Like she is just trying to help you, Ali. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, Super unfair. You're being really passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, there's she's screaming in her office, and then we go to the title sequence. Yeah. Which is all up and down. It's a joy, never a draw. Um, so Ali's going straight after the title sequence. Ali is going to criminal court, which she thinks is funny because she's afraid of criminals. And I really love, like, we're just being kind of introduced to John Cage as a character played by the great Peter McNichol. Oh, such Peter great McNichol, cut. isn't yeah. it? Yeah, such great cast. Um, and he's so good at looking adorably flustered. Yeah, like he's walking alongside her, like kind of sort of grabbing at his hair a bit like and in a kind of nervous kind of fluster yeah and he's yeah he's forever adorable and um I think hope you know we will get to explore this with his character as we go through the series and the different seasons but um he's such a I didn't fully appreciate it at the time but looking back he's a really great example of I guess neurodiversity because he's clearly um on the spectrum somewhere but and it, I mean, I kind of believe that everyone's something <laughs> on a spectrum, um, various spectrums. Various different spectrums. <laughs> but he, he, you know, he does think differently and he doesn't just yeah. socialise with people the way everyone else seems no. to. But it seems that he finds kindred spirits, certainly in Ali, so, yes. um, which we'll come on to. But like, I just, it humanised that type of thinking for me a lot at yes. a younger age. And I know there's problems in the way that they depict some of his quirks sometimes yes um but i think for the most part they portray him sympathetically oh yeah no i think they do i think they do um so anyway we're, we're in court, court. yeah and yeah. um, boyle is saying speed it up because he's gassy which <laughs> fair <laughs> yeah i mean you know when you're that old i mean he's this really old he's this old tiny guy. little old man looks a bit like yoda yeah is he played by because he's the actor oh, is i've no idea I might look this up. So he's played by um, Phil Leeds, who um, it was the year before he died, um, which is really sad. And I think we come to an episode where they dedicate it to him. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Don't quote me. We'll find out as we go through yeah, the series. Yeah, we will. But, um, he died during the run of the show. Yeah. But he Boyle is really funny character he is he leaves an impression yeah. definitely because he he's just this eccentric Curry. old man yeah so they're in court pleading not guilty and um guess who's opposing counsel as well talking of uh guest stars who's opposing counsel stanford from sex and the city oh of course yeah how did i miss that in quite a few 90s yes shows yeah like he's in buffy and yeah yeah, he yeah, is, yeah absolutely yeah. Oh, wow, um, yeah. but yeah so so i just thought i'd make a note <laughs> little stanford's there yeah um but boyle basically what it all boils down to <laughs> is um, he asked ali to show him well piece. before we get there oh, billy tells judge boyle that well they're pleading not guilty but billy tells judge boyle that 
John Cage is a good guy, he just got a little stupid, and if we could just make this go away. And I was kind of like, isn't that an admission of guilt? Like, yeah. you're pleading not guilty, and then you're going, he was just stupid, but he's a good guy. Yeah. I was like, well, this is contradictory. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like you say, Boyle asks to see Ali's teeth, and because Ali looks... hygiene is important in this court. Yeah, and Ali is just really confused. And it cuts to, I mean, she does it. But yeah, then she it... does very kind of reluctantly show her teeth. Grimace. Yeah. Um, but then it cuts to a scene where Ali and Billy are walking away from the courthouse. Well, the case is dismissed yeah. off the back of her just showing him. Oh, sorry, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Sorry. Billy explains to Ali um, when she's going, like, what the hell just happened yeah. there? He explains to Ali that Judge Boyle doesn't have it in for consent- consensual sex offenders, which I'm like, that's pretty... That, that's quite progressive in a way. Like, I mean, it depends what your view on sex work is. Well, we're hoping up a whole can of yeah. that. Um, I think... <sighs> Because if it's a case of literally, because what we get from, I mean, maybe we should save this to later on in the the episode. Yeah, let's save it for later on in the episode. Okay. But put a pin in that. Yeah, yeah, let's put a pin. Remember and we'll come to back, come back to, it. to it. Yes. So yeah, so so he says that, and we're kind of like, okay, fine. And then they bump into Georgia, and Ali's like, that honey. Yeah. Um, Georgia's basically steals Billy away because they're going to go and look at fabric something. <laughs> yeah, and Ali's like fabric they're picking out fabric and it's like well they are married Ali like of course they're gonna do things like that because they live together she's just really annoyed that on their I presume it's their lunch break because yeah. they're like between court and yeah. office yeah. you know what I mean and he's just nipped out to help her with that but yeah. it's just like and yeah like as is their right to pick out fabric fabric <laughs> Um, yeah, she's really perturbed by that. Yes. So the next scene we see is them at the dinner with Cheney. The, uh, the next thing on Ali's agenda that day. Yeah, the potential client that they're trying to land. So it's Ali, uh, Cheney, and Richard. And we meet Whipper for the first time. Whipper played by Diane Cannon, Cannon who is a wonderful, beautiful, lovely woman. woman. Um, yeah. <laughs> Fox, if ever there was one. Yeah. And basically, we join them as they're discussing the morality of sex work, obviously off the back of, you know, uh, John Cage's uh, solicitation issues. Whipper ends up saying something along the lines of, oh, so it's okay for a woman to demand a diamond ring before sex, but not money. Yeah. And I kind of feel like she's conflating two things there which feels fairly typical it it feels very much like yes a man definitely wrote this and put this in the mouth of a female character which is often irritating as a woman yeah I can't imagine (laughs) saying that no no And in response to this, Cheney, Ron Cheney, says, yeah, double standards are everywhere and sex is currency, let's face it. And Ali thinks, this guy is cute. <laughs> and I it's know. just like, what? I feel like Ali's not paying attention to the conversation <laughs> yeah. at all. She's just You're not actually listening to what this guy is saying. Ronnie being like, huh, this guy, he looks kind of cute. Yeah. Um, and then we come to my second... <laughs> which is... Basically, wow. yeah. Two, two <laughs> yeah. <in> one episode. <laughs> so basically, Cheney then turns round to Ali and says, "Ali, truthfully, 
have you ever used your sexuality to gain a business advantage? And the show then flashes back to when Jack Billings in the pilot episode grabbed her ass. And I'm just like, and then it cuts back to the dinner and Ali is like um, sort of replying innocently, what, me? No. And I'm just like, this is so inappropriate. Again, you are conflating two completely different things. You are, Mm. the fact that you've cut that bit in there implies that you think somehow her being sexually harassed was her using her sexuality to get ahead in business. And it's just like, no, like, like she masterminded, like being harassed. Like, it's completely... Like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll walk around with my butt, like, (laughs) instead of hiding it like other women. Like, what? It's just completely... It's really problematic. And again, it it shows someone who doesn't actually understand the issues conflating those two things and being like, it's it's similar. Yeah, and I wonder at what point in the production of the episode they decided to cut that in because obviously it's been done in the post-production process. It, yes, they, they've the edited in an old the, the episode from last week, scene from last week into this scene mm. as like a flashback. Mm. Um, so the, the dinner scene would have been written and shot as just like one scene of conversation. Yeah. And I wonder whether they always intended to cut that in or whether, or whether was... in post-production someone went oh I know what we can do we can just cut in this footage and that'll be funny because you know she was sexy when he grabbed her <laughs> Remember like, when why, she... wouldn't, why wouldn't he have grabbed it look at her being all sexy with a butt and everything like so, do you know what I mean yeah like, I, I don't know and it doesn't really make that much difference it doesn't but because just, the end result is yeah. you've completely misused that situation in this conversation yeah, uh, yeah. like a throat like yeah like why are we calling back to this there's no reason because it, no. it that's sexual harassment yeah that isn't using your sexual that's not using your sexuality in any way being harassed no Just, well we then learn like whipper leaves the table the to go to the bathroom and, and cheney also goes to the bathroom just as a coincidence like he's yeah, like oh actually i also, need, I sh- I also need the little boys room or yeah. something and which leaves richard and ali alone at, at the table and we learn that Richard is actually dating Whipper and that Richard likes older women. Yeah, which I think is quite progressive for the show, really, because if you think of the character of Richard, it would have been really easy. He's so materialistic. It would be really easy for him to be written as a guy who is after the kind of stereotypical trophy, young trophy wife. Yes. Um, Or trophy girlfriend. Something to make him look good with his piles and piles of money. Yes. Um, But actually he likes older women and he you know older women come with a stigma attached to them which is not true or fair and what that says to me is actually there's a certain maturity there in in Richard there's there's other issues I think that it it, is points to why he's he's interested in older women yes but I think you know older (laughs) women by their very nature are more sure of themselves most of the time they're more knowledgeable they've got more experience yes far more well far less likely to be this kind of submissive 
oh, I'll just do whatever you say. Or um, insecure. Insecure, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. They're just, just a bit more sure-footed. Yes. And actually for someone like Richard to be like, Into I that. like that. Yeah. I don't want to control my women. I, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's quite, it's It's different. surprising, yeah. It's, it is a surprising choice, yeah. but a good choice. Yeah, I think, and I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, but through this conversation, Ali is like, hey, wait, wait a minute. Is this, is this a, Am I on a double date? Yeah, she has this like <laughs> dawning realization that she's been put in a position where she's this carrot, basically. Richard's dangled her because the purpose of that dinner is was professional. Well, really. that, that's how they it were was. meant to land a client. Yeah, that's it how it sales, was painted to Ali. It was a in sales activity, you know. Yeah, and. You know, sales sometimes does involve more sociable type meetings, but yes. it's meant to be under professional context. And yes. actually what's happened here is Richard, without telling Ali, has basically said to Cheney, oh, come along and, you know, I'll bring one of our associates who I think you might like. She's single. She's single. <laughs> and I'll bring my girlfriend. Yeah. And Ali's like, sorry, what? Yeah, like, this is not the context I thought this dinner was taking place in. Yeah. So, so she storms off to the bathroom annoyed, um, understandably. Yeah. And then sees... Well, what does well, she see? She sees Whipper and Chaney, like, canoodling outside the bathroom. Getting their smooch on. Yeah, sort of kissing. And uh, she's like... <gasps> <laughs> and the scene kind of ends there. Yeah. And then we cut to her discussing it with Renee. So she's back at home. Yeah, back in their apartment. Um, and Renee's like... Are you sure they were kissing? Yeah, which... <laughs> I mean, I felt it was a bit of a weird question because I was just like, well, she has eyes and she knows what kissing is, so what's the problem? No, uh, yeah, but I also think that, well, you know, I think Renee's just trying to say, like, you know, how far away from you were, was this? Yeah. You know, what angle? Because, you know, depending on the angle... But I feel like... Does Annie wear contacts? Like, did she have them in? <laughs> <laughs> you know, basically, um, Renee's like, don't get involved, don't tell, because the messenger gets shot. Yeah, she's you know? like, because Ali is feeling like she has, she has to, to tell, tell Richard, someone. and yeah. Renee's like, um, Renee, Renee, <laughs> Renee yeah. it, um, tells her to sort of stay out of it, because, you know, like you say, the messenger gets shot, or she says, you know, if you really feel like that needs to be said, like yeah. Richard needs to know, get some other busybody to do your dirty work. Get someone else to do it. Yeah. And then they're all like, hmm, <laughs> who could that be? Who could we possibly get? Cut to... Elaine in Ali's <laughs> office asking, why are you being so nice? Well, you know, she is not stupid and so no. she's suspicious. <laughs> yeah, and Ali goes, have I not been nice to you? And it's like, don't gaslight Elaine, Ali. Like, you like, know you have not been nice. You've been nothing but awful to Elaine when all Elaine's been trying to do is either help her job. or be her, your friend or do her job, you know. Yes. So Ali's like, uh, Elaine, sorry, Elaine is like, well, normally you're snappish, which yeah. I think is the first time we hear her use that word, but yes. it becomes a bit of a... Um, catchphrase, a catchphrase for her, doesn't yeah. it? And I like that she turns around and goes... Don't you pretend that, you yeah. know, you don't know when you're nasty to me. Yeah. Like, I kind of like that she sort of calls her out on it effectively and goes, well, no, usually you're really rude, basically. Yeah, because, you know, but to be fair to Elaine, she does stand up for herself initially, but then she completely crumbles and just says, 
Okay, I'll tell you everything. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, because <laughs> she's so desperate yeah. for a well, So, so yeah. Eventually, Elaine, after that kind of initial like, "What's going on here? Don't be nice to me." Suddenly, um, she can't resist spilling. Well, because yeah, because Ali basically asks. Elaine, you know, about Richard and Whipper's relationship and how serious it is. And Elaine replies, well, he says, and she kind of like, she sits down and she's doing like a big she conspiracy. Loves she just she loves, loves gossiping. The source yeah. Of gossip. yeah, so she's like, well, he says she's the one, but she could be the latest relic of the month. No. Which is so awful. Relic of the month. So ageist and horrible. Slapped yes. for Elaine. Yes. Definitely. So then Ali asks whether Richard would ask Whipper to flirt or kiss with another guy to land a client and she kind of asks this under the pretense of being like oh I just I just want to know how the firm works works." like and Elaine basically ends up revealing that Judge Boyle went to Billy's stag party last year which yeah that uh, that kind of it suddenly occurred to me that Billy and Georgia have only been married like a year. Yeah. Well, last week we found out that, you know, their Ali only got over him three years ago, which is what she said to Renee. Yeah. So, I mean, they broke up at the earliest three years ago, but I think probably more like four years ago. Yeah, because I think uh, my impression is that they broke up in their second year. Yeah. Uh, of university he went off to another university yeah Yeah, and she stayed for an extra year so then it's three years on from that yeah so So, yeah so for billy to have to like meet georgia date her fall in love love, yeah love her want to propose marry marry. like it's gonna be like a minimum yeah that kind of makes sense they've not been married long Yeah. yeah so basically it's revealed from elaine that there was a sex worker at Billy's uh, stag party and she says, after Billy, some of the other guests indulged. Yeah, which is a really strange term <laughs> of phrase. It really creeps me out, that, yeah. that word, when she says it. And Judge Boyle was one of them and Ali is shocked. Shocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She is... She's kind of like, my so Billy? So now we... Yeah. yeah. She, she takes it extremely personally. Yeah. Which we, she really shouldn't do. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is the story of Ali's life. <laughs> taking things personally. Yeah, but I mean, this is the big thing that we've been like, what's going on with Boyle and Billy? This is it. This, this is, is it. shared secret. Yes, yes. And this is very much kind of... Uh, like I say, the old boys network. Like, yeah. this is how this stuff happens. Yeah. So, Ali goes straight to Billy. I mean, really, she shouldn't get involved. It's got <laughs> no. nothing to do it's with got her. absolutely nothing to do with her situation dis- whatsoever. Because it didn't happen when she knew it. Like, no. she was going out with And him. initially, she was asking Elaine about Richard and Whipper yeah, and that situation. So suddenly this information is revealed and suddenly that's all she can think about and it's just like the worst news ever. Yeah. So she storms into Billy's yeah, office. Yeah, she takes it upon herself to interrogate Billy about the entire situation. And understandably he turns around and is like, it's none of your business. And yes, of course Georgia does not know. Yeah. yeah. And she's trying to get him to spill more because she believes that she's got the right to know as an as an ex-girlfriend yeah she goes much like as his ex-girlfriend uh you know i have a right to know 
And it's yeah. like, well, no, you don't, Ali. And he's like, no, you don't. And she's like, well, this ex-girlfriends don't have rights. And she's like, this one does. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's just, it's quite a typical reaction of Ali to think that she's somewhat different, special, special yeah. and therefore the rules don't apply to her. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting to me to compare this to how she behaved in a similar way last week when she was like, give me something, I need something of your relationship about Georgia that is that negative. makes me feel yeah. better because I'm special and I need to know I need, that. I need help um, yeah. <laughs> dealing and, with this. And because it suited Billy last week to kind of keep her on side and he likes to know that she's there pining after him, Yeah. Um, he indulged her yeah. <laughs> last week. But, indulged? But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this week, because it doesn't, doesn't suit him yeah. anymore he's like back off so he is really like he should he's not consistent with the no. way he treats Ali he does it when it suits him yeah completely and he treats her extremely like she's not acting well either but he's no. also not treating her or Georgia well at all no so basically so he then he then decides after saying she's not owed an explanation he then gives she now gives her an explanation yeah, exactly. So he goes, we'd all been drinking, and Ali kind of tucks. I mean, tuck. I did an eye roll, and people probably heard it in Michigan. <laughs> well, because it, it is like the lamest excuse. I, yeah, um, I, I have no time for I was drunk. So he goes, and I was a drunk idiot. What else can I say? You act like I betrayed you. Well, it, it, in a way, you you did. No. And I'm like, no, he didn't, Ali. Ali, no. <laughs> Sit down. This is not one. Yeah. So then Billy goes on to say um, that, yeah, and this is awful, that if Georgia had been with a male sex worker, it would not have been the same. So this is my... Of the week. I object all over this crap. Yes. Because he's like, he basically says that if the genders were reversed, it's not the same because it's more betrayal with women because they find sex more cerebral. Yeah. He goes, Excuse me for being gender biased, but women don't have the same sex drive thing. I think the word you're looking for is sexist. Well, firstly, not gender biased. You can't just say, Excuse me for being X and then go on to be X. Like, that's not how it works. Excuse me. Um, And then he he states it's a medical fact that the penis makes men stupid and the heart makes women stupid. And it's like, um, Yeah, so where's your study that (laughs) this is medical fact? Yeah. (laughs) Like, Where's your sources, Billy? He's literally <laughs> talking out of his ass. <laughs> and that it's more of a betrayal for women to cheat because sex is more mental for women. Oh, it's just... I mean, what a load of bollocks. <laughs> yeah, well, Ali I agrees. Ali agrees. Yeah. She turns around and says, I cannot believe the things that I am hearing come out of your mouth. But then again, considering the places it's been, I guess I shouldn't be so shocked. <laughs> Which is a great <laughs> comeback, but... At the same time, I'm like, you're kind of implying that sex workers are inherently dirty yeah. or diseased. Also, and... that's right. <laughs> yeah, so... It's a really troubling don't, language don't... around sex workers. Exactly. So, it's that thing of like, well, yeah, it, great comeback in some sense, but in another sense, you've sort of One shat on other women. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, um... So, yeah. So, then Fish comes in with... Charlie. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no. Ali asks, did you... You cheat on uh, me. Yes. 
So um, she's still bringing it. And it's like, yeah, why are you making matter? this about you? Yeah. yeah. Billy says, well, if I did, I'd lie about it, but I didn't. And it's just like, well, you've kind of made well it very done. clear that we can't trust a word that comes out of your mouth, Billy. Well done, Billy. Um, for me, this conversation where Billy has spouted the opinions that he has should have been... Yeah, like, should have been the moment that... Ali's pining for Billy should have ended. Yeah, because like, like, what is she wanting? Yeah, it's like, like what is he want out of that? Sexist. He lies to his wife and he's cheated on her before they got married. Like, what is there to be jealous of? Why here? do you want to be in Jordan's position? <laughs> exactly. Why do you? <laughs> I think if Jordan knew about it, Jordan wouldn't want to be in her position. <laughs> exactly. So it's yeah. It for me, I'm just like there is nothing attractive about this man anymore. Like you, this is where the rose-tinted glasses should have been like shattered. <laughs> like, <laughs> they should have done a meme like, for that. <laughs> a for that. But it's um. It's, yeah, it's interesting because why I think the use of song and flashbacks in portraying Ali's sort of love for Billy is so powerful because actually she doesn't love Billy now at this point no. in time. She loves the memory of Billy yeah. and what he used to be. And what he what represented she, what she to What she perceived yeah. to be to her. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't know, I question whether... She, I, so it's I'm not sure yet based on what we've seen so far on this rewatch but it's not clear to me whether he was always a shitbag and just hid it well or whether he's <laughs> changed since he yes yeah, yeah that is I yeah I can't remember off the top of my head anyway so anyway then Richard walks in with Cheney yeah um, Cheney has a few more questions <laughs> yeah okay he's got more yeah before he signs up with the firm yeah and, and so to get these questions answered, he wants to meet in the bar for drinks. Yeah, and somehow, I think through some sort of subtle or not so subtle nudging from Fish, the person that ne- meets him for drinks is Ali. Yeah. Because if I, uh, which is weird, because if I'm a client <laughs> and I'm like, I've got a few more questions about the firm, I'd be like, well, I'd be reaching Richard. Like they've obviously got a relationship. Yeah. Like, they, Go for a drink. Clearly, with they've been. Why for, is they've been drinking, for dinner? Why is he drinking with Ali? Like, what can Ali answer that Richard can't? Can't. Yeah. Well, but, but Richard's like coercing this Ali completely Cheney, um, meet because um, she's well, the carrot. He's, yeah, he put her. He's, in his mind, he's like, oh, it's okay to dangle one of my employees as a sexual carrot if it <laughs> sexual <laughs> carrot. is I've got a few more questions to ask you before I sign and that question is will you date me if yes okay I'll sign <laughs> if no yeah. then maybe I won't and yes. actually that shouldn't come into no not decision. at all not at all <laughs> like... and but the fact that Richard's like yeah sure go on Ali yeah yeah, yeah go question. on go on flirt yeah like and yeah Richard makes it well Ali clearly is very uncomfortable about the idea of doing this well so but... uncomfortable that she goes home and showers well like, yeah so. because basically she's like uh well and like kind of Richard is behind Cheney kind of like nodding and sort of you know go on go on do it so she feels this pressure to do it because you know the the implication is if you don't 
Richard won't be very happy with you. Yeah. Richard will feel and like you have not yeah. done your job and gotten us, landed us this great client. So, you know, by any means necessary is effectively what is implied. Because as we get to know Richard, he has a lot of issues as a character. Issues. Yeah. But, you know, as the chips fall, I don't overall consider him a bad person. He just has problematic views. I genuinely don't think he realises, as a very young employer the power that he's wielding over Ali. I think he sees... And we see his immaturity a lot throughout the season, but I think he sees the company that he's running with Cage as basically an extension of university and a a group of friends working together. And they even say that quite a few times. They do, later on, yeah. But that hides the fact that actually he is in a position of power and therefore he's seeing that situation as him being jokingly matey like oh well, just go for a drink like, kind of like, bad don't worry, isn't bad, it yeah, yeah exactly. like what's Whereas the big deal actually yeah. what's happening is Ali can't ever really see him as a, a friend a hundred percent just a friend because he is her boss yeah as yeah. well because he has the power to fire her promote her yeah everything like you know her, her it's her living and he can't he just doesn't appear to realize that this is a real blurring of the professional personal lines that is just yeah how how are you supposed to know what's okay and what's not okay yeah. to do in this situation when you've blurred the lines so much well she feels so uncomfortable about it that the very next scene is her having to go home to shower yeah because, because she's she agreed feels, to do it she actually feels dirty yeah and that's you know it's really sad well that's a horrible horror like because that's a physical feel, reaction yeah to feel so morally compromised yeah that you feel you literally feel dirty like and to have to physically shower like that's a big you know that's yeah a real inconvenience for her she like she must have felt it quite yeah. strongly to have to go home and then go back out yeah you exactly know? uh it's it's not very nice it's really horrible anyway after she's had her shower of shame she, <laughs> then, her shame shower <laughs> she then goes back out to meet cheney at the bar yeah to be fair to cheney the question that he had to ask her wasn't about dating he did have a, a fairly reasonable question given recent events with yes. John cage which was you know how do i know what the integrity of the firm is, how can I trust the integrity of the firm given yes, what's happened with, with John Cage. Cage and his legal problems Which, you know, and he's as a met future Richard client, Fish. I would be <laughs> also questioning, yes. you know. And he's basically going, well, is this firm like moral? And Ali kind of retorts like, well, I saw you kiss Whipper, so who are you to judge morals, basically? Yeah, like, where yeah. was the ethics there? Yeah. And Cheney sort of replies, I can't really defend it, but it's certainly not as despicable as what John Cage did. You think that that was despicable? Don't you? Um, he's a, he's a man. Boys will be boys. Which, yeah, horrible phrase. No, but I don't think she's... So in this scenario, she is still reeling from what Billy's told her she can't believe that Billy's gone there and so she's now like her reaction is I need to prove I need to somehow prove that there are men out there that don't think like that so she's spewing this stuff to try and test him 
Do you think, or do you think she's trying to buy into what Billy has said to her? No, I don't think she's trying to buy into that at all. No? No. I think she's like, so my one true love, who I thought was the best thing ever, has actually proven himself to be a bit of a jerk. So if the best man that, so the be, if the best man that I thought there was in the world is a jerk, are there any decent men out there? Okay, yeah. So she's now trying to, like, the next man she runs into or has to change is Chaney. Yes. So she's like, oh, you know, and so she's still, she threatens, she specifically uses the bachelor party as a metaphor. Yeah, because. As an analogy to, yeah. to get him to bite. Yeah, he, she goes. Well, it's no different than, say, take a bachelor party. You think if guys fool around with a hooker at a bachelor party, they should be hauled into court? Allie, it's a crime and it's immoral. Somebody's going to marry somebody? How could you fool around with anybody else? Bachelor party is no exception. Ali's like, hot eye emoji. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, actually, I do like him. Yeah, she suddenly realised, she's like, oh, this this guy. Like, a guy who, who also believes in love, that believes that, you know, especially marriage is, yeah. is sacred and that if you've committed to someone, you don't cheat on them, uh, no, you know, whether you're paying for it or not. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, which is it's like... it's interesting for... what she said last week about how the fact that she was so hurt um, by the fact that finding out that Billy was married, not because she was angry, but because she was disappointed because she she lost the hope. Yes. And actually, that's what I think she's trying to find again. The hope, the hope that someone... And, and, you know, again, in this episode, Billy's destroyed her memory of what was nice by yes. actually proving himself to be yes. a shitbag. Yeah. And so now she's like, oh, I need to find the hope. I need to hope. I need to know, know that, that there's... there's decent men out there that hold the same values, values as, as I, I do. do yeah and exactly. so that's why she's set this kind of test for Cheney yeah because she's trying to prove that not necessarily because she wants to date Cheney at that point but just to prove that to kind of counteract the shock of finding out about Billy yes so he you know says all the right things unbeknownst to him but he's <laughs> yeah. into this trap um, and so she's like oh great I do like him yes so then we cut to them kind of Walking. walking home um, and we get her kind of internal monologue about you know she only smiled medium <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as in she's trying to justify to herself that she was professional she hasn't been, like <laughs> coming on to him all night yeah. but then they've been getting on really well. You know, she's imagining that they will... Passionately kiss passionately each other. Passionately kiss because they've had this sort of meeting of minds or values, as it were. Yes. But, but what <laughs> ends up happening is he kind of half kind of pecks her on the sort of corner of her mouth. Yeah, which she's sort of... Like, okay. Yeah. And I am, like, my notes here are just like, what the fuck is this? Well, it's interesting <laughs> that Ali was, has been so disparaging about sex workers in this episode because actually a lot of what she's... There's, there's some parallels there between the position that she's... And I think she knows that. Yeah. Yeah. By Richard. Yeah. Um, except the lines are blurred there in a way that aren't so blurred yeah because with sex workers it's that thing of like well you know the client goes to them and goes i want x y and z and they go fine that will cost this anything more will cost this 
and there's everyone knows a, what they are. It's yeah, it's it's like an agreement is come to first. So the lines are drawn very clearly first before anything happens. And as long Whereas, as that sex worker has consented to being a sex worker in, in the, the first, first place, place, then that's yeah. actually arguably a far more honest and yeah. morally better relationship than yeah. what Ali's put herself yeah. in. Because Whereas, A, she's not consented to being put in this position of a carrot. In the first place. Sex carrot. <laughs> sex carrot. <laughs> that wasn't what she signed up for when no. she, she wanted to just be she did a not lawyer. Go, <laughs> she did not do a law degree to become a sex carrot. <laughs> no. Um, but B, like, Richard has just gradually nudged, nudged, nudged. Like, first it's like, oh, meet me with, meet me for dinner with him. Oh, actually, it's a date. And actually, yeah. now you're going for drinks. And now, and actually, you know, at what point does she stop? Because she's kind of like, well, I guess the next nudge isn't that different from what I was doing previously yeah. that I wasn't immediately comfortable with, but I did it. So I guess I can't say no to the next bit. And yeah. it's, it's just such a slippery it's slope. It's a bit of a snowball, isn't it? And, yeah. it, and it just... Yeah, so back inside, like, she's clearly just come in from her kind of whatever that was with Cheney, and uh, Renee is very shocked yeah. that she's kissed she's him. Like, you kissed him? <laughs> Especially as he was only just kissing Whipper, like, five minutes ago. Yeah. She's like, who is this guy yeah, going around like, kissing everyone? Does he just kiss everybody? <laughs> Um, and Ali's like, it was half a kiss. So yeah. Like, it doesn't, yeah, what's and, going on? And Renee's like, well, I thought you didn't even like this guy. Yeah. And, so and this is interesting yeah. because I think it's, I'm annoyed with Ali because, like, so she now's decided because Cheney said the right things in response to her kind of Billy test that she likes him. Mm. But actually, it's just lucky that she likes him mm. because... I've got no problem with her dating people that she happens to meet through professional circumstances as long as she's the one that's decided to go there. But Richard put her in this position that she didn't want to be in and she was rightly annoyed and angry when she found out that he put her in that position. But she's almost kind of forgotten that yeah. Because she's discovered that she likes it. Actually, I quite like this guy. But that doesn't make it okay. Yeah, no. A it's carrot. a complete fluke. Yeah. The, the, yeah, completely. And, I mean, she turns around and says... He looked good. But where does it say that women can't act like men sometimes? I saw a piece of cute meat and I said to myself, you only live once. Be a man. And that is not her speaking. No. That's her trying to justify to herself that she was in control of that entire situation. When she wasn't. And it's a really bastardised form of feminism and not a form of feminism that I subscribe to. No, it's a very, like, 90s feminism. You know, very kind of, well, equality means women do whatever men do. And that's, yeah. Uh, And and it's like, that's, and that me, you know, that's how we ended up with, you know, the Spice Girls going to Stringfellows and putting, yeah. you know, dollar bills in, like, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it, it, yeah. it was the Ladette culture yeah. sprung up out of that idea that that's what equality means. And it's, and there's and it's, this and it's not authentic. It's, there's this pretense that it's empowering. Like, yeah. oh, I'm doing what I want. I can be a man. And it's yeah. like, well, no, because that being a man is not actually what you want. Certainly not in Ali's case. No. She's, you know, a diehard romantic. She yeah. doesn't want to see a piece of cute meat. And, no, you know. that is not how she functions at all. Like, that is not how she sees the world. But it's her way of trying to justify the fact that she's kind of betrayed some of her values there. Yeah. To make herself okay with being put in yeah. that position. 
Yeah, either way, Renee does not look very impressed no. with this speech. Renee has not got time for this bullshit. <laughs> yeah. um, so the next scene we have is the next day and they actually are popping champagne in the morning last week they were popping champagne and i questioned whether it was in, how early it was it was the afternoon last whether week. this was appropriate this week it's definitely in the morning which yes. i'm not sure i'm okay with in the workplace <laughs> they're popping champagne because they've they landed, landed, cheney they've landed cheney as a client and um, then ali sort of has a vision and a, a, a gif of herself as uh, sharon stone <laughs> subconscious being like you've sold yourself out here yeah like you're you've yeah been well yeah she's not happy no she she feels you know what she would call like a whore like that that's you know she's like you're this she's slutty yeah yeah you've you've completely so you're no better she doesn't want fish to accept him no yeah she basically turns around and asks to speak to richard alone uh, she says, look, I don't really think we should have Cheney as a, as a client. Yeah. And Richard's like, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, like, um, that's a funny joke. Anyway. That's not what carrots say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Be quiet, carrot. <laughs> so, so she feels like she has to go in there with the whipper bottle. Yeah, she's like, well, he kissed whipper at that dinner and I it's interesting if I think about her decision to tell Richard this I don't know what I would do in that position you know when you see something or hear something you're not supposed to know and you know that if the person who knew about it would sort of hurt or break their heart would you tell them like when is it worth telling them yeah and I personally I feel uh, in that instance, I kind of feel like it wasn't really her place to tell. No. I don't feel like it did any good. And I'm annoyed with her using it here because she's using it as a reason to get her out of this kind of moral quandary that she's in. Yes. It's not her fault no. that she's in it, to be fair. No, it's Richard. But she should be calling Richard out on it based on those merits alone. Yes. Not using the whipper thing as the reason why she doesn't want Cheney yeah. as a client. yeah. Because the reason she doesn't actually want Cheney as a client right now is because she wants to date him. And 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 also because she feels uncomfortable at the position she was put yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. You know, this whole thing just, has, like, sort of... It feels... This whole... Him as a client feels like it's been dragged through the mud. Like, it feels dirty the yes, way that they got him as yes, a client. Yes. So she's like, I don't want him. And actually, if I can get Richard to refuse to have him, dating him will no longer be, so be bad yeah, a because, problem. Yeah. And I won't have be dating him because I was made to, like, yes, get him. Yes. I'm dating him because I want to. I want to. It will but give me back the power. She's no, not saying say rather that. So than... she's saying this, which you know it is just like it, and, it, and it genuinely and I don't think she was prepared for how much Richard how would hurt he, he would be because he just looked like when Destroy. she said that he just yeah. looked gutted I mean I had fish looks gutted sad I actually drew a sad face fish <laughs> looks gutted that's hilarious <laughs> I didn't know that like a gutted fish <laughs> she literally gutted a fish yeah, like so poor Richard. I mean, he, he does so look so upset, and and he's like, was it just you know gra- grasping at straws or glimpses of hope? He's like, was it just a little 
kiss? Was it just a little? And she's like, you know, it was, it was heavy pretty full on. Yeah, and he humping just, the leg. And his little face just <laughs> absolutely know. collapses. And it's one of those things where he actually turns around and is like, oh yeah, thank you for telling me. Like, I'll think about what this yeah, means, basically. Yeah, and he sort basically. of asks her to go. He dismisses her. Yeah. He, I think he wants to, and, and then some he time even, alone. He even says bygones, bless him. <laughs> like, in a really sad way. But then Cage comes in and uh, <laughs> things move on because he wants to address all personnel in at the office. noon and he's going to circulate a memo. Yes. Which I found hilarious and very 90s. I'm like, what the fuck is a memo? I don't even know what a memo is. How does that arrive at your desk? I don't know. I don't know. Does it wouldn't be email, would it? No, they didn't have... They wouldn't have email. I haven't seen... I don't think anyone, only the office staff, like the, the support staff in the centre of the office have computers. Like, none of the oh, lawyers yeah. have computers. No, they don't, do they? Not in this uh, series, series, anyway. yeah. Season. And, yeah, so, so what happens in that process? Does John go out and speak to a secretary and be like, I want to circulate a memo noon speech? And so does she, like, type it up and then literally <laughs> physically, physically print it and, like... I don't know. Like, Put it on the notice board. What? Or does she get like a megaphone and like tell everyone? Like, how does it work? On the I don't know. Oh, the the mysteries of the nineties office. office. <laughs> I've got no idea because I entered the world of work in the mid two thousands. Exactly. So I've got yeah. No idea how no nineties yeah. works from how a this works. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I just thought that was funny. <laughs> so yeah, so we've got that coming at noon. Yeah, so then <laughs> Billy tells Ali that she did the right thing by telling Richard. And I'm like, mm, anyway, Billy, your judgment is to be questioned always. Yeah. <laughs> and but then he, he then quite, he compares it to the him and Georgia situation. Yeah, and he wonders whether he should be telling Georgia. And interestingly, Ali makes a distinction between the situation with Richard and Whipper and Billy and Georgia are saying that, you know, oh, it's if good. it's future hurt versus past hurt, then it makes a difference. So if it's, you know, and I, I, I don't fully buy her explanation. No, because the thing is, she doesn't actually know anything. All she's got is what Elaine has told her yeah. about Richard and Whipper's relationship. So it's that thing of like, well... Well, actually, what Elaine told you was he says she's the one, and yeah. you and some like and a couple does not have to be married to no. be committed. Absolutely. So, not. like, why did you? Why do you feel that because they're not married, they therefore don't deserve, you know, the protection? But from, also, she has from this her. weird view of marriage. Like, I know I'm married. I, you know, hope that I will be married always. Yes. But I'm not going to sit here and say, and my husband knows this, so this is a shock. But I'm not going to sit here and say if something happens that means that we're no longer working together as a couple, that, you know, we must never divorce just yeah. because we're married. Yeah. So, so equating those two relationships differently based on them being married. Because her analogy is, well... You know, you can't get out if you're married. Well, exactly. Like, her yeah. is like Whipper telling Whipper is good because it could save her from you know getting well, save, deeper into a relationship with Richard and save her future hurt. 
Whereas, well, save, no, save Richard's future her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Um, whereas telling Georgia, well, it's too late now. Like, what's she going to do? Divorce you? We don't want that to happen. Like, she's married you now. Like, yeah. And it's like, no. I yeah, like, I don't... I mean, the only thing I think maybe... Maybe what she's alluding to is the fact that the thing with Whipper has only just happened. Whereas the thing with the sex worker and Billy at his stag party, well, that was a year ago. Yeah. And so, maybe... But, but, but I think if Georgia had known a year ago, she may have had second thoughts about actually yeah, marrying him. of course, But yeah. just because she's made that decision and married him now doesn't mean that she doesn't get the right to, to reconsider. <laughs> yeah, like, it just... It, yeah, like, the, the kind of... But equally, even if Ali's like, well, I should tell Georgia, or Georgia should know... It's, it's not Ali's place to tell Totally her. not her place. Um, Same way. It wasn't, it wasn't her place, Richard. yeah. Yeah. So, and to be fair, in this conversation, Ali in no way is suggesting that she should be the one to tell. It's actually Billy asking yes. and questioning his conscience yes. on this. But anyway. And then, and then Ali wants to talk to Whipper. Yeah, further and, insert herself yeah. into the problem. And, which is a theme. <laughs> <laughs> she's a and she's like where do I find her and Billy's like uh, newsflash Ali she's in charge <laughs> she's like what <laughs> did you not know yeah yes. and so... Ali's like really annoyed that like... a judge <laughs> she's like upset because she's like why did nobody tell me this <laughs> <laughs> so she ends up going to Whipper's chambers. Yeah. Um, and Whipper tells Ali that Ali has hurt Richard. Yeah. And that uh, Whipper's the, really yeah, annoyed and I and, think absolutely justifiable. Yeah, she said that the kiss had no meaning until Ali gave it meaning. Yeah. Um, and the truth isn't always the best thing, especially when the only consequence is pain. Yeah. And I think that that is... Yeah, I think that's... I think she's got a good point. I mean, I don't condone her action in kissing someone when you're no, in a relationship. but I don't think she does either. Like, I no. think she knows that it wasn't... Like, I don't think she intended to make a habit of it. However, you know, it's Is one of those things... Is this the point where you... she explains why no, she did it? No, it's not. It's not. No. So she doesn't justify herself to Ali, which she doesn't Fair have enough. to. Yeah, um, completely. But, but yeah, later on, and we'll get to it, we'll, when she talks about why it happened and where she was coming from. But yeah, I think she she <laughs> said, you know, it meant, it meant nothing, but it was Ali telling him that gave it meaning. I don't condone her action, but... I equally don't condone Ali inserting it's herself in no into way the Ali situation. Do it. Yeah, if, if Whipper wanted to tell Richard it, about it, then then that's Whipper's. Yeah, it's their relationship. I mean, the thing is, you know, that's the thing is that it was it, it clearly was meaningless to her, but you know, it was a very silly thing to do because like what happened anyone could have seen you and yeah. anyone could gossip about that to whoever and it get back to Richard and that would be really hurtful and that would be completely on her head but the fact that Ali's like I am the champion of love yeah. and I need to tell Richard that he is in a loveless relationship because clearly it has to be loveless because she's kissed someone else. But it, but it, it that she's saying that that, or she's sort of 
implying that that's why she's making that decision to tell him but it wasn't no it was because she didn't want to call Richard out yeah. it was because of her issues with Cheney. Cheney and that whole situation yeah so that's what annoys me the, yeah. the, the most yeah. is that she's claiming that oh I'm just doing you a favour because I care about you and I care about love and it's like bollocks that you are really yes Ali. yeah yeah. So anyway, back at the office, I've got a note that says Ali is unnecessarily horrible to Elaine. Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> and she finds Cheney is in her office. Kind of like, what, you you don't want my business? Like, I thought we were getting along. And to me, I'm kind of like, can you not put two and two together and work out why she's uncomfortable? Maybe, well, not only she's uncomfortable, but why maybe Richard Fish has turned down your business? Because... Yeah. Richard will have made that decision. Yeah. And, you, you know, you are you know you kissed his girlfriend. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. could you not have worked that out like yourself? I, you know. Yeah. But then Cheney leaves her office. Yeah. And she, like, runs after him, but then she ends up bumping into Georgia. Who suggests they go for lunch. Yeah, she's like, let's do lunch. And she's like, okay. And then and I've got then... another, Ali is unnecessarily horrible to Elaine. Yeah, she is. <laughs> But then we have, they're all in the, you know, in the, what do you call that bit? The middle of all the offices, like... <laughs> the open The open plan, plan admin. Where all the admin people <laughs> sit. Um, they're stood there while Georgia suggests lunch. Um, yes. And then Cage, um, it John must Cage. be noon because the memo's been circulated <laughs> and Cage is going to address everyone. Um, so he sort of announces that he's going to start and then I, there does a pan of the office like from above and I'm like, how many people work there? <laughs> Like there is a lot. A lot of people. Yeah, a um, lot of admin, I think it is. Given that we only really spend time with, like... The lawyers. Five, and a couple of them don't even work there, like... <laughs> yeah, I think... I think it's all admin. Yeah. <laughs> it's what we come to. Yeah. So, yeah, so John does his speech. So Yes. The speech. So, the speech. He apologises for what he's done and the embarrassment that he's caused. He says, it's not he's... easy to be a single working man. And I was like, I've got a note here, in caps, boo-hoo, John. <laughs> I've got, it's not easy being a white, straight, cisgendered man who owns his own business. Well, exactly. I was like, seriously, cry me a fucking river. Honestly. So he goes on to say that it's not easy to meet women and he could seduce a woman at a bar under the pretense of a potential budding relationship but felt it would be more honest to solicit a sex worker and the sort of camera kind of cuts to Ali and Georgia and Billy who are sort of eye-rolling to the max and he goes technically what I did was illegal but I believe I was on higher moral ground yeah he's like he basically said he was arrested because he had too much respect for women to lie and I just went oh Jesus and for that I could never apologise so there's this sort of slight stunned silence and then everyone kind of claps but Ali and Georgia do not and Billy kind of claps twice before seeing Ali and Georgia's well, faces. Billy, Billy just looks sort of really troubled. <laughs> yeah, like he's really not sure what to make of all this. And he ends up kind of pulling Georgia away, but before we get to that... Yeah, before we get to that, yeah. what do we think of John Cage's speech? Yeah, so I have... Because I feel like this ties in a lot with what are your... Uh, I think what you think of it 
heavily influenced about your feelings around sex work. Yeah, I have, I wrestle with that because I think, on the one hand, he has a point in that, you know, arguably morally more honest. Yes. Because, as we've discussed, you know, the lo- the lines are very clear yeah. with sex work. But I think the fact that sex work is illegal and therefore not regulated, not properly, you know, the people who work in that industry are not properly protected. Not protected at all. I think, and the fact that you cannot necessarily be sure 100% that the person who is doing the sex work is there consensually. Hmm. I think that's very difficult to, to do. I have issues with men, and it is normally men, although not always, mm-hmm. um, supporting that industry by partaking in it. I think the thing is... I don't have an issue with the industry per se if yeah. it's consensual. Yes. Um, I think that's I the think thing. the industry needs to be I made think, a formal industry. Yeah, I, I think, I think uh, in my younger years I had a real issue with it. A real kind of like, well, it just shouldn't exist. It just shouldn't... Women shouldn't be for sale. That was very much my attitude. I'm older and hopefully wiser and I, I, my feelings have now changed where I'm like, well, yeah, like, if, if that's the thing is that with sex work there is this area that is, you know, with human trafficking and, and pimping and, and, you know, people, girls, Awful women, yeah. uh, children being sold into sex slavery and, yeah. and all that kind of thing. It's like, horrendous. that is horrible and horrendous and that those people need to be saved but they are not the same as the people who choose to go into this work and who actually like the lifestyle that it gives them like because you can earn a good good money from it if you're you know what you call like a high-end sort of but even if you're not, even if you're, so there's, you know, different, there's different degrees of sex work. So yeah, you've, got, yeah. you've got escort, you've got, you know, physically sleeping, but you've also got the women who do um, phone lines. Do and... cat, well, like webcam yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, um, you know, they just strip or do whatever on, on webcam. But there's people, people that, that, uh, that, <laughs> that sell like their used knickers on, you know, like men want to buy oh, their yeah. used knickers. Yeah, I've heard, oh. read about it in Cosmo or something. Like, there are all kinds of levels to this and I do not have a problem with it so long as it is one of those people who really like this is their choice well, I do in life. have a problem not with them choosing to do that but the fact that it's not recognized as an industry with the yes. same protections yes and, and that um, is a big problem and yeah and it's because it's been such a shameful it's been considered to be a, a shameful thing to be and people who are sex workers have been dehumanised for centuries. And so they, and as a result, like, they are not protected, which means it makes them really vulnerable to being um, hurt or killed, like, in the line of their work. That's my issue with men who use these surfaces, is that... (sighs) 
it's hard because I feel like until the system changes to protect them, I can't support it. I think you kind of have to see it as like ethical buying. We now, a lot of people are very invested in making sure where their meat comes from yeah. is ethical, where their eggs and their dairy and all that comes from is, and like is even ethical. And their clothing. And their clothing yeah. and, and on and on and on. Well, with sex work, it should be the same. Yeah, make sure you're going to are from an you ethical going, provider. Yeah, are you yeah. going to someone that has chosen to do this or yeah. are you using some poor you know russian girl that's been trafficked here under I, false pretenses i don't nothing in john's speech mentioned any of that no we don't know we don't know what but, what but that was we you know and that's the problem with the attitude of the 90s was very much sex work is something to be ashamed of and illegal and wrong yes um i don't disagree with his argument that it's more honest i do disagree also, with that he didn't you know there, it just wasn't a consideration it wasn't a consideration to think about you know who is this woman who, where is she you yeah. know who is she working for is she safe is, you is know? the money i give her going into going? her pocket yeah none of that yeah you know like, came up and this and also this cole kind of arrested because i have too much respect for women to lie business that's and i i don't like his assertion that regular dating and meeting people are lies yeah. It doesn't have to be. No. You know, trying to cast yourself in a more angelic light than people who, you know, just meet. Yeah. Uh, quote unquote, normally. Yeah. In a bar. Yeah. And like maybe uh, go to bed together there. Yeah. He's saying because of the way he is. Well, he's saying because. To the, to the, to the firm, he's saying because he's so busy and a white man and owns those business and doesn't have a chance to get out there, he can't do that. Yeah. A, I don't buy that. No. And B, I don't think that's the real reason. I think the real reason is he's too shy and awkward yes. and has social issues. Yes. So he's gone to a prostitute, which, which I don't is, have a problem no, with. You know, because that's the thing, is that sex workers, you know, I, I, there's this uh, impression that it's only sort of down a back alley, some John no, is there. Exactly. And it's like, no, there are, there are men that pay sex workers just to talk with there are men who you know and there are people who are disabled who wouldn't be able to necessarily get a date the normal way yeah and and so they go to sex workers to fulfill that part of their life a sex life because they'd find it too difficult otherwise so you know there's a role sex workers play that is very important but don't make out like you're so good and that's why you went to a sex worker it's like no you're uncomfortable meeting and dating women and that's why you went to a sex worker because it's easy everyone you don't have to rely on any social cues as to yeah. is she into me is she not into me where is this going are we gonna kiss and are we gonna go upstairs and that as lies yeah. is, is interesting because mm. actually maybe people on the autistic or you know spectrum that is how they see like why do you just spend so much time sort of pretending to each other yeah that is how they see that Sometimes, which i kind yeah. of get in a way because it is a bit of that but it's not it's building bonds it's building rapport which we yeah. you know we know from from doing it but yeah. you know dating is not lying and i do yeah. not like his assertion of the fact that it is and therefore he's well maybe better. he's just saying well i just wanted sex i didn't want a relationship and but I, you can date people 
with well, that as the well, context. This is, well, this is the thing. Is like that, dating apps these days. Well, this is the thing. I think in the 90s... There wasn't. There that. wasn't that element. Yeah. It was very much kind of like... Men want sex, women want relationships. So men have to lie about their intentions, about where this is going in order to get the sex before yeah. they run off. Yeah. And women are constantly feeling cheated because they thought this was something more. And whereas nowadays there is very much the kind of like, well, the everyone... becoming more yeah, level. Everyone is kind of like... Well, yeah, there are some people that want relationships and there are people that just want sex. Well, there's some people that thought they wanted sex, but actually it turns out they really like each other. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like, and it's not split by gender Gender. anymore. Whereas I think in the 90s, it really was. Yeah. Like this idea that a woman would go out and just sleep around and and that be okay and normal and fine and natural would be seen as like like that i don't think that existed well, other than you're a big slut well no but then you have like the ladette culture which was a big backlash to that attitude, yeah yeah which is i can just be a man but again it's that notion of sleeping around as a male behaviour. thing, yeah. Which actually, you know, it's it isn't. Not. It's no, just it's human. human. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I had a I had that's how I felt. So about. mixed feelings about <laughs> drawing cages <laughs> So then we cut to Georgia and Ali's lunch, which they are having at the bar, of yeah. course. <laughs> liquid lunch um, and they're discussing the differences you know about fantasies and the difference between men and uh, male and female well, fantasies yeah they're, well they're talking about the nature of male and female Sexuality. kind of sexual drives yeah. basically and Ali is kind of like is it more mental for women yeah and Georgia says something like I don't know but I know that if I see a hot guy I can't fantasise about him until I attach a personality whereas men can just flip through a magazine um, not even look look at the the face and, and just go make themselves happy yeah and this isn't an example of something that I I think I said in the pilot episode about how messages I absorbed as a child when I first watched this at, like, the tender age of 11. Yeah. And really took to heart. Because I really remember parroting what Georgia was saying. Oh, right. Um, To whom? Who are you talking to about fantasy? To whoever. My friends. Like, you know, (laughs) but not not just at that age. Much later. Later, You know, in my late teen years, in my early 20s. I remember saying this kind of like like Georgia's belief was effectively my belief yeah and now I'm older I'm kind of like actually I said crap I totally fantasize about men without knowing their personality (laughs) yeah I'm totally like you know like yeah he's got a hot body that would be hot (laughs) you know what I mean like when I have a fantasy I do not fantasize about their faces no it's all about the body yeah and it and and I don't think like oh yeah I I can't possibly get off to this guy if I don't know if he likes coffee or tea or you know whether he's a sci-fi nerd or you know I don't need (laughs) yeah like like, that is not what is getting me off here (laughs) like so yeah I'm uh, but as a child I remember watching this and being like oh so that's the difference between men and women okay and that really imprinted on my opinions around this stuff to prove this point, Georgia yeah. runs this experiment, which she sort of says, there's a man down there, 
at the bar, she was like, if I go over to him and ask him to come to my hotel room, he would say yes, even though I, I could, could be, be a complete wacko. Yeah. You know, men would sort of throw away their lives for sex. sex. And so she sort of proves that by going over and asking him. Well, she turns around to the guy next yeah. to her and she's like... I'm sorry. I've, I've never done this before in my life. I, I can see you're wearing a ring, so I know you're married. I don't even want to know your name. I don't even want to talk. I, I live across the street. And I just want to be naked with you for an hour and pretend it never happened and remember it. You know, she's very, very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> she, I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> so, yeah. But he's like, well, because sure. Georgia has quite a husky oh, voice, she doesn't does. she? she? She's really lovely. Turns it on. She yeah, it on. like she, she really, yeah, she just, and this guy like creams his pants and is like, okay, I'll get the bill. Like, and she's like, oh no, sorry, I thought you were someone else. And turns back to Ali and is like. See? My mistake. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but and, you know, but that, that I don't think, because she's using that as proof that, you know, she was like, men would do it, but she was like, you and I wouldn't do that. Like, if a man came on to us like that. And I'm like, yeah, that's because... Again, this is a thing. Different. This is another example of a male writer putting this experiment in the, the mouths of female women. characters. Yeah. Because it's that thing of like, I'm sorry, but women know that the reason they wouldn't go off with someone isn't because they aren't they aren't attracted to just the physicality of someone. It's yeah. because we know if we just went off with a random stranger, yeah. they could overpower us and exactly. kill us. So she like, would say, whereas like, men do not tend to walk around with that fear about women. Absolutely. So that was my note exactly because she goes, you know, if a man came up, if a man came up to you right now and asked you to his room, you would say no. And Ali was like, yeah, because he could be a wacko. And George's like, well, so could I. And I'm like, it's not the same. It's so not the same. It's not. The and same it's Georgia. like, and women know this. Yeah. You know, like uh, inherently. Like, Whether they can you, put it into words or not. I could never have that conversation with my girlfriends and then turn around to be like, well, so could I. I could be a wacko too. Like, that, would never, that would yeah. never come out of a woman's mouth. No, it wouldn't. Because you'd be like, yeah, exactly. Well, it, it, yeah, because yeah. obviously men tend to be stronger. Bigger. Bigger. Like, More of a jerk. Yeah, like, uh, you know, <laughs> and they, they kind of... them something. The yeah. statistics, you know, bear out that they sometimes do kill us. Like, you know what I mean? And also, if a man came over and was like, oh, would you like to come to my hotel room? And I said yes. He would then take that as consent for the rest of the evening. Yeah. Whereas it's not. It, yeah, exactly. Necessarily. Yeah, and it's just that thing of like... Whereas women would be like, oh, would you like to come to my hotel room? And then they were like, oh, actually, I've changed my mind. Uh, if a yeah. man was like, oh, actually, I've changed my mind in that scenario, the woman wouldn't be like, but you must have sex with me, well, you know? But we, we couldn't. No. We could, unless we, you know, had a gun or, you know... So there's like... no way the power balance is equal in those two yeah, situations. Yeah, exactly. And women know this inherently, yeah. which is why this conversation makes no fucking sense <laughs> for two women to be having. But anyway, Ali then goes and tries this experiment and the guy <laughs> It's amazing. She goes over and is like, hey, so I got a room upstairs and blah, blah. And he's like, Ali? She's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> 
which I thought was, you know, it was a stupid scene, but if it had to be stupid, it would have a fun scene. <laughs> yeah, it could have a good payoff. So, next scene is John dumping off a questionnaire about his speech. <laughs> it's so beautiful, because I love it. I love it. He doesn't trust applause. <laughs> So, yeah, so... Uh, Bless him. And Elaine says she has Whipper, um, and she's asking where Richard is, because Whipper's uh, here to see Yes, him. and so Ali takes, um, has a hunch that, that he'll be in the bathroom. In the unisex bathroom, so that's where they, she takes Whipper, and they find him there, and um, Whipper apologises, and basically... Well, Billy is also there oh, somehow, yeah, he and he wanders in and washes his hands or yeah. something. <laughs> um, and Whipper tries to say, "Can we just have a moment?" But then Richard keeps Ali and Billy there as witnesses. Yeah, he wants. <laughs> yeah, because that's the thing. She, she, uh, you know, says, "I'm really sorry," and you know, I love she you. She calls him Nuki. Yeah, Nuki. and and. And Ali keeps interrupting while yes. she's talking and being like, well, you know, if you've done it once, what's to stop you from doing it again? And she's like, you're a witness. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me talk to Richard. So, like, Richard... Whi- yeah, Whipper apologises. Yeah. Uh, but Richard is kind of like, no, I need to know why you did this. Yeah. Like, what Which is... Which is a fair question. Yeah. And Whipper turns around and is like, well, because... You know, this guy came over to me and said, I'm a gorgeous, you know, you're a gorgeous woman. I'd love to, you know, would it be all right if I kissed you? And she was like, you know, once upon a time, I would have slapped his face and and told him to, you know, fuck off. But, you know, I'm an older woman now and And I don't don't get get this anymore. And so I was really flattered and I was like, yeah, he's a cute guy and he's asking to kiss me. I don't get hit on as much anymore. Uh, this would be nice and it was sort of a little bit of an ego thing basically which is very relatable it's very understandable i think it's not necessarily doesn't mean it's okay no but i can empathize no i I think yeah i think it's that thing of like she didn't want it to go any further no she wasn't interested in intending yeah she just was like do you know what this would be tiny kiss because someone finds me attractive and I haven't heard that from anyone other than Richard in In, in a a long time. Yeah, and how, you know, how many more years do I have of men doing this? And everyone's got an ego that they like to be, you know... Yeah, and and it's that thing of, like, you know, it sounds like Cheney was very sweet, like, you know, going up to her and being like, you're... grab her. No, he he didn't. He asked. Yeah, he went up to her and was like, you're gorgeous, I would like to kiss you. Like, To be honest, if I met Diane Cannon, I'd probably take it. But this is also where we find out that Richard isn't yet 30. Yes, which is hilarious. I'm like, you are definitely... Greg Greg German is definitely older than 30. Yeah, you are not in your 20s. Who thought you could get away with being under... Under 30 is, is hilarious. Optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I think it's one of those things where I'm just like, it, it must be simply because he's a great character he's the actor. actor. Yeah. yeah. And it was just part, like, you know, it doesn't. Can't do anything else. Yeah. Unfortunately, like, we can't make you look any younger, but 
But yeah, there you go. So yeah, then do they make up at that point? I don't think they do. Well, Richard runs out um, and Ali is like, I didn't realise they loved each other. Because do they say that they love each other? Well, no, I think it's just it's just the vibe it's just the vibe because clearly Richard is like oh well she's clearly really sorry but she kissed someone else and I don't know what to do with this and he just sort of goes and leaves and And Ali's like oh "Oh, they love each other really care about each other and I didn't know that and I didn't realise and it's like well yeah because you stuck your in where you assumed assumed about the situation and you used it because you wanted to get out of your own shit yeah. Um, which was unfair and now she's like ruined this relationship anyway she um, well she's walking through she, the office yeah she tells John she hated his speech <laughs> yeah. she's chasing after Richard so she sort of bumps into John lays that on him bless him yes. and then and she then catches she up with Richard gets up to Richard and, and she's like you've got to give Whipper a second chance because you love her and and it's here that we learn about Waddle and no, it's not Waddle it's been confirmed by I don't know if it was David E. Kelly himself but certainly people who worked on the show it's Wattle I thought it was Waddle no that's how is it just American that's how British people (laughs) hear it because that's how it's pronounced in America because they don't pronounce but it's Wattle and that's a common misconception and it's actually a real word word like in the dictionary okay because it 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 refers to the bit of your Skin. skin underneath your neck as you kind of get older it sort of hangs like a turkey <laughs> well hopefully not I don't know how many older women you know but mine will not be hanging like a turkey I can tell you <laughs> well I intend to go the full turkey but yeah Richard discusses it. like Richard is struggling and grappling with the fact whether he loves her or whether it's he her loves wattle. his wattle Be- uh, her wattle even because it's his fetish, basically. He goes nuts over the way it just gently hangs. <laughs> to which I've written, blah. <laughs> well, he goes, Whipper apparently has great potential for good wattle. Yeah, because it's like, it's not there yet, but you can just imagine. You can, it, it's got potential. <laughs> so, yeah, so he's like, do I love her or the impending wattle? Um, and, and Ali's like... Well, I don't know. Ali's like, you've got to... Ali's just like, well, this is way above my pay grade. (laughs) But she's encouraging him to, because she feels guilty. Good. (laughs) But but also, like, not to do with whether or not she thinks they're a good couple. She's like, just get back together. Yeah, (laughs) for love. Yeah, so she he goes off so to... And then John comes in, brandishing his questionnaire, going, a two? (laughs) And, uh... Then John kind of closes the door and is like, can I ask you <laughs> no, a question? Wait. On additional comments, she wrote imp. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. I love. It's oh, terrible. Oh, I love it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, like, yeah. So, yeah, John is... You know, uh, she's upset. kind of like, I was in a bad place when I wrote that question. <laughs> yeah. She's like, but come on, more honest to solicit, do you really believe that? And he, and he closes the door. closes the door and he goes, can I ask you a question? She's like, yeah, sure. And he's like, how often do you have sex? And she's like, not that question. You can't ask me that question, yeah. which is true. You can't ask no, her that question. But the point all. he's trying to make is he sometimes goes years without... <laughs> 
years. And, I'm, and a part of me is a bit like, so? so? <laughs> Women sometimes go years. You're not, years. you're not the only one. Well, that's the thing. Cause and then she's like, did men just have to have it? And he's like, yes. And he's I'm like, like, on occasion, yes. And I I'm, think women sometimes yeah, do I'm too. like, this is so wrong because it's so just, you know, it's very much feeding into the idea that, you know, men have this, uh, in, like, uncontrollable urge to have sex sometimes and they have to have it. And that is such, you know, that is the basis for so much rape apologism yeah. like that that is you know oh what well, I you know she drove me crazy and she was wearing this skirt and she was flirting with me and and I you know and 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 I had to have it it's like no you didn't no you didn't and you can control yourself it's just the culture tells you you're allowed to let yourself off the leash yeah. and take what you want when you want it yeah. without thought for anyone else yeah that is what you have been taught but the thing is that Ali's kind of swallowing this because it's coming from something like someone like John who is not your typical you know red hot blooded alpha male yeah yeah he's he's you know a meek man with just normal human urges yeah quite sensitive you know but he's even he is feeding her this crap saying yeah "Yeah, sometimes I just have to have it and I can't just hit on a woman and get a one night stand because I don't operate that way have you heard of masturbation (laughs) (laughs) honestly you know it's it's great you don't have to have to pay anything you don't have to get yourself into socially awkward situations i just don't it's yeah and then they exchange i can't remember how they segue into this but they exchange high school nicknames well he yeah he he goes this is the thing he goes you know what my nickname at school was and she's like what no what what was it and he's like the little biscuit and i'm like why? Well, <laughs> like he never explains. Like, no, I'm like, they don't. The... But the, I have read an interview where um, they ask the uh, David E. Kelly about where that came from, and he was like, "Well, I just imagined him at school being quite soft and like you know someone that was easily bullied and like quite sensitive and not necessarily in the best shape and like you know like a biscuit can be like soft in the middle. I just imagined but, him as a uh, no. I imagine biscuits as being really like crunchy. No, but not in America. So biscuits um... in America. Uh, for any American... So I'm like, is he like really brittle? Like... No, no. So for anyone in America listening, you may be aware, but in Britain, we imagine biscuits as cookies, but in America, they're more like scones. Oh, right. But what, what we would call scones. So, so yeah. So yeah, that... see, I'm imagining a bourbon when he said, or, or a custard cream, or a you cookie, know? Like a cookie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're, they're, he's imagining that he's kind of soft. It's a soft right. analogy for like soft, weak, you know? Oh, a little bit scared. right uh, okay okay and then Ali was like I was called the popsicle <laughs> yeah which I'm like anyway <laughs> I'm not sure what that's supposed to imply yeah so then yeah. they go to Richard and Whipper who are arguing in the bathroom yeah and Whipper ends up taking him into a stall yes and she sort of gets herself she backs herself up, she sort of locks the door, backs herself up against the door facing it, towards yeah. Richard yeah. with her arms up so that he can't get out, basically. Yes. And she's sort of angling her neck 
towards him. Suggestively. Suggestively. <laughs> and asking him to touch it in a yeah. very seductive fashion. Manner. Because I think... And, and interestingly, Richard is like... Resi- trying to resist because he's like yeah, he's, you can't, and he's he quite says, torn you can't undo things with sex every time so this is obviously a tactic that Whipper has used in the yeah. past to uh, sort of placate, placate him and, or and end an argument um, yeah and it is a manipulative a very manipulative oh, yeah very because if they haven't sorted out their issues you know sex is not gonna no it's not, no, it's not the cure at all. Like, it's, it's, it's a band-aid, rich. isn't it? Like, it's not gonna actually fit. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, yeah. And that's what makes me think, you know, there are problems in that relationship over and above just whipper kissing a man. Yes. Like, they do not resolve things. The she does not, yeah, she does not wait for him and they've both got... to be okay. She, she just seduces him with she his knows, fetish. She, she knows that he can't resist, which is, is, is a form of... It's not of, fair. It's not fair. A form of manipulation. And, yeah. You know, that power... Di- interestingly, talking about power dynamics, she has all the power in that situation. Yes. And it's, it's really not fair. No. And you can see he's quite tortured yeah, by this kind of proposition. Because he, like he, he knows that he's still hurting over this. Yeah, and he needs time, but he doesn't give himself that... Or she doesn't let him give himself that time. Yes. And that's, you know, extremely unfair. Yeah. Like, imagine if the genders were the other way around. Yes, completely. In that. Yeah, yeah. It would be extremely uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, completely. And I think I found this scene really uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, because I do... Because Richard you... eventually gives in yeah and they sort of descend in this weird heap on the floor of him like moaning and touching the bottle but I I, I'm not okay with that no I think it's very yeah it's problematic and and I just ultimately feel quite sad for Richard that he can't bring himself to tell her no yeah he has to put his feelings to one side yeah I mean as we go further into the series uh, more of this arc will become mm. uncovered I yeah, 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 yeah. Not spoiling, not spoiling. No um, so the next scene, Ali is on the floor for some reason. Oh, yeah, she's on like uh, hands and knees for some reason. I'm she's like... got like paper all around her. Um, and Billy comes in and he's sort of, why, he's questioning her. He's like, why do you care about Richard and Whipper? Like, you know, what? what's your... What's yeah, why are, you why are you so invested? Butting into other people's relationship problems that and have nothing to do with you. Um, but then she goes back to her old kind of... The mythology she tells about herself almost. Like, she's a champion of love. Yeah. Like, she's done it because she has, she has faith in love and she has to prove to herself that love can work. Yeah, she says, um, we don't get a fishism this week, but we do get a McBealism, which she coins, which she oh, says yeah. she needs to believe that love works, that people stay together. Yes, know? yeah. Um, which, I'm sorry, I call bullshit on you, Ali, because that is not the reason why you got involved. No. Deep down. That is, not really. That's, you tell yourself that, but I don't, I don't, I yeah. see, I see through you. We're not buying it. Yeah. <laughs> and 
then the final scene is at the bar. Vonda's yeah. singing. Vonda. There's a singer. Oh, uh, yeah. She sings songs for the lost and the lonely. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to say to everyone that we won't do this for every song that Vonda sings, but I don't think I can make we that promise. We can't guarantee this. <laughs> I am sorry. So, so sorry. And yeah, so the, the, the scene's at the bar and it's Ali alone and she's dancing, you know, she's got the dancing twins. Yeah. Dancing with the twins, and she's got those guys, if nothing else. Yeah, and she's just kind of pondering the mysteries of life and love. Yeah. And dancing. And that's kind of where it ends. Yeah. So, the first episode ends. Yeah, the proper. How did you feel about that episode? episode. Yeah, I, I like it. I like the, yeah, the kind of the morality, like the, the moral quandary of, of things like sex working and cheating and lying and telling the truth and all that kind of. And it's very typical of this show to yes. have that kind of debate going on yes. during the course of the show. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Retrial. I had down as the uh, the cage thing. Yes, so did I. Because that's the only... I that's guess, the only... Would it be le- Commonwealth versus cage? Not Commonwealth. Was it be Commonwealth? I don't know how American law systems work. No anyway, everyone was... America cage. versus cage. Boston <laughs> versus cage. Um, what's your <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like, well, I believe sex work should be legal so long as the sex worker... Um, is doing it because they want to as opposed to being uh, forced into it in some way. Yeah. So, and that's not something I feel should be punished or, you know, we should interfere with, like, two consenting adults. It's fine. Okay. Well, I was taking it very literally and being like, well, technically it's illegal, so he's guilty. <laughs> technically, he's guilty. I yeah. choose the law. You choose the law. <laughs> I choose morals. Okay, alright. So, on to our final item of business, which is verdict of the week. The jury's back. Who are you you giving a verdict to? Well, um, (laughs) I did this. Yeah, I've done this twice now. Like, I'm giving it to two people. Oh my gosh. Uh, Yeah, Billy. You need to not make a habit up. I'm sorry. So, do Billy Billy first. Well, no, it's, it's. So. A Billy, so basically, Billy and Richard guilty of being sexist. Billy for saying it's worse when women chat, uh, chat, worse when women cheat. <laughs> Couldn't read my own writing there. It is worse when women chat. We should cancel this podcast. <laughs> what are we doing here? Sorry, there won't be an episode next week. I'm kidding. <laughs> And Richard for, yeah, effectively pimping Ali out to get Cheney's business. Yeah. Right. Um, So I have a guilty verdict as well this week. Guilty, guilty, guilty. Ali guilty. (gasps) Guilty of just interfering. (laughs) With where she's got no business interfering. Like, seriously, she... She got up all up in, you know, Whipper and Richard's business when it had nothing to do with her and then used that as an excuse to assuage her own feelings of guilt over how she started to like Cheney and then also managed to get herself involved with Billy Billy and Georgia's marriage. Like, like, just literally deal with your own shit, woman. Sit down. (laughs) Why? Why you got up and be up in everyone else's business? Like, for God's sake. 
mean, I guess there wouldn't be a show. But, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I just wish Annie would learn to deal with her own problems. I know. Else well, is. I think, yeah. If that's going to annoy you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> so I guess, yeah, there we have yeah, it. There we go. Fantastic. Um, so, please, if you enjoyed this podcast, and I'm sure you did, um, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And um, if you have any questions or comments, you we know, love agree to hear your comments with our verdicts or our objections or you know whatever. Uh, please email us. Um, we'd like to hear from you um, at bygonespodcast at gmail Search for us on Facebook at Bygones Podcast and Twitter at Bygones Podcast. Basically, everything's Bygones Podcast. Bygones Podcast. So that's all. Bygones. <laughs> so <laughs> that's all for this week. We hope to see you next episode. Next is The Kiss, which the kiss. is every bit as enticing as you think it is. <laughs> so we'll see you then. Yeah. Bygones. Bygones. Hail the singer. Thank you.